Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome to The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski, guys, gals, our non-binary pals, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And welcome alien life forms. I know you're out there. Thank you for listening. We, we know you're listening. We know you're there somewhere. Reveal yourself. Only the male and female aliens. Let's not get ridiculous here. Gender neutral right. alien stuff. <laughs> see us online, thevocalminority.net, and uh, you can see our socials, communicate with the program, and we're back at it. Yes, we are. Yeah. Do find the socials. Do help spread the word. The audio podcast, all the YouTube videos, all the social media stuff. It's fun stuff, everybody. So get into it. What do we want? Uh, people to stream the podcast or do we prefer a download? How, how? What do you prefer? That's a great question. We just prefer people. Yeah. It's been my theory for a while that uh, I think the on the social media and the YouTube side is... It, it, we've definitely had more listeners there. Like the goal is to really get the podcast, you know, beefed up. But we definitely have more people watching us online with, between the YouTube channel and the full or the social media clips. So it's hard mm-hmm. to say. We love you all. We appreciate you all. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show. I love that guy. You should care a lot about our show. Other shows out there, maybe you shouldn't care about at all. But uh, uh, on this fine episode here, that's what we call a segue. Everyone, you see what I did there? Yeah. I have a list of things that you should care about and a list of things that you should not be caring about. Like segues. As always, I'm curious to see which ones of these things we feel are pertinent and what is clickbait out there. Um, Let's start with the negative, shall we? These are things you should not be giving a damn about. Uh, We have such little bandwidth these days that, you know, I'll feel good to knock a couple of these off my list if I have them on there now. Yeah. The first thing on the list is scripted pranks. And at Ah. first I was like, I don't even know what that is. But then I started realizing, like, they're talking about a couple of things. One is stand-up comedians that have, you know, shills, friends in the audience, people that are, uh, that they're doing a fake interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy clips on, on Facebook and all that stuff. And audience interaction, those are the more popular videos out there. So are you telling me a lot of those are fake or am I missing them? Like the Matt Reif stuff, well, that's all real, it seems like. Yes, Matt Reif is real, dude. Andrew Schultz, another uh, uh, someone yeah. who is great with audience interaction, real. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, uh, this new generation of comics especially is nah, they're out with that, dude. Get the plants out of here. That's not true comedy. We're not writing bits for a show, right? right. Bruce, you watch a lot of stand up. What, what do you think? Is this a common practice? The shills in the audience? I don't, I don't see it as a common practice. I mean, there, there have been a few times where uh, heckler seems like they're not fully real, mm-hmm. but for the most part, hecklers or like there was one guy that threw a beer bottle at a female comedian he was a she was making yes. trump jokes and he got really angry and he threw that beer bottle at her that was real yeah sure wow. yeah and speaking of matt rife he did a funny parody of that where a guy dressed in a giant beer can went running at stage at him and bounced yeah, off the wall. right so you know when they're fake i think uh all those guys are doing real stuff they're also though talking about 
radio shows, podcasts, stuff like that. Uh, people out on social media, some of these influencers that do bits out on the street and try and pass it off for real, but it's yeah. obviously scripted. Like, people don't want that, dude. I will say I've noticed some of those kinds of videos, like Karen videos or arguing with the neighbor videos, where I'm yeah. 30, 40 seconds in, I start to realize, like, these people are mic'd up. Why is there a camera, like a professional camera following them? Totally. Like, yeah. You know, this one British guy just constantly fighting with his neighbors. I started to realize, like, this can't be real. So, and there's one dude that has a channel where it's like a courtroom drama, but it's so easy to tell that, I mean, if you have any experience in any real courtroom, like, it's obviously not real. So, Reality TV uh, has changed the way some of this stuff work, both for the better and for the worse, because a lot of reality TV is also scripted like this, yes. where, you know, they're planning characters, keeping this character on the show longer than they are actually supposed to be there. I mean, they, they do it that way. But then some of the reality TV, you're just getting the real bare bone stuff. And I think that's what people kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. I think that's a documentary, right? I mean, if it's actually yeah. real, <laughs> yeah. it's reality TV. My ex-wife yeah. used to hate watching The Hills uh, with me. She was one of her shows. And every time I would sit and watch that with her, like there was this one scene where uh, the guy was standing in the, in the door of a house and the woman walks in and he proposes to her. And I'm just like, how was there a camera already inside the house filming him? And how did they, you know, I dissect right. all the technical flaws? You dissected it, and it's annoying when you're watching the show. I, I do the same thing to Rachel. Okay, listen, I'm going to tell you guys full transparency. Rachel, over the last year and a half, has... Uh, well, I don't know if she's forced me. I mean, I've, I wasn't a willing participant in the beginning, and I've you become drunk. that way. Yeah. Uh, bachelor she watches the bachelor Ugh. and i have started you know not dead fast but watching throughout the season with her yeah the bachelor and i, I most of the time i want to puke it's terrible and i talk the whole way through like oh it seems like real love to me second date out on a helicopter in maui you know like <laughs> yeah. uh, this is tough love guys but uh so i always have that commentary running but they started a show i don't know if you guys are hip to it or seen it it's called uh the golden bachelor okay no oh I, this is this is a new one this yes yeah, yeah. It's a spinoff of The Bachelor, but it's this is for people in their golden years. So all these people are in their 70s. Even less watchable. That sounds oh, funny. my gosh, dude. I wanted to shoot myself in the head. I, I, I watched through some of the first episode, and it is so deplorably cheesy that it shouldn't be on TV of, you know, like scripted dances in the diner to the jukebox. And, oh. you know, I was just like, and Rachel loves it. She's all in. And I'm like, how are you into this? You're way too smart and creative well, for something like this. I think a lot of times with people who have jobs that, that are really, I don't know, really demanding during the day, they like to go home at night and just shut off their brain and you're so right stupid you're 100 percent right brewski that's exactly what it is uh, the beginning of this shows you know shows this uh, the bachelor who is a man you know he's 73 years old and people love him and adore him already but the show opens with him uh you know getting up out of bed and putting his hearing aids in i was like dude this is come on this is not real life you're obviously making this kitschy 
Do they spend a lot of time talking about his dead wife or something like that? Yes, dude. Yeah, to get the sympathy for him and stuff yeah. like that. Dude, you <laughs> know what a rose ceremony is, right? Where at yeah. the end of the show, will you accept this rose? And then if you don't get a rose, you get voted off. A lady fell asleep during the rose ceremony. I mean, it's so comically like old retirement home. You know, (laughs) they checked on her and were like, uh, you know, I don't see her stomach moving. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is cheesy. When did they start a show called The Fatular? Where it's like a, a like a fat uh, bachelor with like all these big chicks and, and like they're all sitting there like eating snacks and farting and, and that sort of thing during the rose ceremony. I bet we can find something like that already out there, dude, <laughs> online somewhere. You know, when The Bachelor first came out, like, what, 20 years ago, I remember my ex-wife and I watching it. But once you get a few seasons in, you realize none of these relationships work. And that's where I was just like, what? It's just, why are we watching this? It's just, oh, wow. it's not real. It's not you know, like you're talking about, but it also never even pans out to be real love. I think some, those there's been, yeah, there's been a couple that have had lasting marriages, you know. But uh, you know, I basically Howard watches The Bachelor, Howard Stern, and he loves it, and he always tells people like it's mainly just hot chicks all the way through, you know, like I'm looking at hot chicks all the way through, and then add in a little drama, and I'm addicted to it, and I get what he's saying. Oh, I do, too. That was the only way I got through most reality shows with my ex of like, yeah, there's a couple of hot chicks on here. At least I'll watch. Right. I think what if I sat down with you to watch professional wrestling and I spent the whole time saying like, that's fake chair hit fake, fake, fake. Like, would you be like, dude, just let me watch my show. I get it's not totally real. Just let me shut up already. Like, no, I just keep watching. You know, just ignore you, actually. <laughs> you know, I've had women do uh, that to me, too, though. So, okay. uh, yeah, well, I was going to say the best one of those reality shows. Had to have been Joe Millionaire. No, that's yeah. not at all. Uh, on Fox. No, but remember, the Bachelor came first, and then yeah. Joe Millionaire happened. And right. the whole thing with Joe Millionaire was, he wasn't a real millionaire, but all the yeah. women thought that he was. Well, he was yeah. worth over a million on paper, because he owned some property that, you know, valued it over a million. But, but he but didn't they, have a million they, dollars. They, they thought that he was, like, liquid millionaire. Yeah, and, of so course, nice. you know, they're all kissing his ass and doing everything to get in his good graces and everything. Yeah. And then eventually he has to, like, break the news to her and that sort of thing and that was like the moment at least that had something fun some surprise to it don't you think uh how long ago was that maybe 15 years ago uh yeah that was that was was like 2000 or something yeah Yeah, exactly. all right 23 years ago okay uh that when a million dollars like now if you were like this guy's a millionaire he has a million dollars people would be like oof if you own job, any property dude. in the state of California, you're worth a million dollars. It was 20 man. years ago, by the way. 20 years. All right. Yeah. There you go. He scoffed right. at my 15, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. So these are things we should not be giving a damn about. Scripted pranks. We seem to all agree. And there are many facets. Uh, here's a tough one, though. Facebook. This article says none of us should be giving a damn about Facebook. Or as I often call it fake book because people post what they want to post. They show you what they want to show you. Take it with a grain of salt. Don't care about it, quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not losing any sleep over Facebook. Is that what it means? Or does it mean just like don't use Facebook, just get off it? Uh, one of the quotes here, my mental health genuinely improved so much when I deleted my Facebook and stopped comparing my life to everyone else's. Mm. I got a new phone a few years back and forgot my Facebook credentials, kept forgetting to go on and reset the password, and eventually I stopped trying. I haven't cared or used it since, said another uh, reader. If you uh, spend a lot of time comparing your life to other people, I get it. Uh, 
I, I don't think m- most people our age do that, I would hope. I mean, you know what's no, funny I mean, to me is when I started on Facebook, it was to share pictures of my kids with other people. And I would scroll through everyone's pictures and whatnot. But mainly when I'm on Facebook now, I'm watching videos. It's like a TV channel to me now. Yes. That's the way of content these days. Yeah. Uh, you look at all these sites like ESPN and, and the like, they've actually gotten rid of all of their actual journalists who write content. And they, right. they because younger generations don't want to read content. They just want to watch videos. Well, it's like MTV. That's why they got rid of the videos. They realized they made more money and had more audience with crazy reality shows and whatnot. Mm. But, but, they, but they also had, there was a, the, the record industry changed so much too. Well, yeah, but they could have kept playing videos. They just realized there was way more money in Jersey Shore and, you know, the real world and all that stuff. So Facebook, if you're uh, addicted to it and you think that it's uh, accurate, I would say you should not be caring about it. But as far as fun, like frivolousness, checking in on people, posting, here's what I did with the kids or whatever, like, don't overthink it. I think Facebook is fine. Whatever, yeah, dude. It's, uh, whatever. Be responsible. Don't be an idiot. And this is the real big time of year to really see a lot of pictures on Facebook because it's all everybody going apple picking and all the rest of the, that other stuff. I get to see kids <laughs> jumping in a pile of leaves this time of year, oh, signs okay. on people's houses that say, happy fall, y'all. Right. Pause. Let me ask Brewski a question. Brewski, if I told you that Dottie and I went on a fall colors walk this weekend, what would we be doing? Looking at leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, calm down a second. If I told you I went on a walk to uh, this weekend, do you think I st- stared at the ground? I mean, of course you looked at leaves. There's freaking leaves out. It's not an event. No. Uh, no. No, I went on a fall well, color walk. The, Did you take that, leaves off the tree and inspect the, them? No, no. I will tell you, this time of year up here, we get so many people up here for leaf peeping. Yes. It's, it's crazy. And it's and the thing about it is, is they me. come here for that specific activity yes nick it's because you live in the evergreen state there are no fall colors so of course you don't understand that people like to go out we went to an area with trees that change colors we weren't just walking anywhere and everywhere because i get it dude i have a, a neighborhood full of color right now as the fall leaves come in here but i'm telling you that when you say well we went on a fall color walk it sounds yeah, like an a, like What's it that? sounds like you're, you know, you went on a 5K uh, turkey trot. Uh, I mean, you took a walk and there were leaves on trees and you looked at them. I mean, it's not, a, you didn't sign yes. up for a fall color walk. It wasn't an organized event, but we went to look at the fall colors outside. We went to an area of the forest where there well, are yellow leaves now. Where there's Well, but the other thing too is, is that there are, there are also certain places that have, more to look at than in other areas like if you go up on route 89 in new hampshire uh and you come down those hills there's swaths of reds and yellows and orange you guys are so stupid listen to me dude can can i finish please (laughs) sure okay and you will not see that sort of concentration of leaves in say downtown Boston or, or even in the suburbs, like right. you do up you there, seek them out. so people will people go and seek them out. When dude, I told Nick I was on a done. fall color walk, you pretended sure. like you had no idea what I was talking about. Like, no, dude, I understand what you're trying to say. What I didn't understand is why you said it. Because we it was an activity we did. We didn't just go on a walk. It was specifically <laughs> to go look at fall colors. You're telling me if the leaves hadn't started changing yet, yeah. you, what would you have looked at? We would have walked somewhere else. We went to a specific area where the aspens are changing colors against the green pine trees. And it's Fall color area. walk, dude. What is wrong with you? You're you, you're talking about being 47 and young, dude. 
Well, you took the girl. I took my girlie on a fall color walk. Dude, you went on a walk, and it was beautiful out. There were leaves changing, and it was gorgeous. You know, but they had a goal. They had a goal like, in, in mind. It, the, the goal wasn't just a walk. It was to see these particular leaves. If they wanted to go on just a walk, they could go anywhere. They could go to downtown Tahoe and walk around down there if they wanted to. But in this case here, there was a goal to see these leaves. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. The season's changing. I get you live in a state where there's no seasons, but some Dude. of us have them. We like to go look at them. Dude, I have colored leaves outside my... I'm going to see them. If I go. If I take the dog for a walk, I'm going to take a dog fall color walk because there's beautiful leaves in front of me. So every time I go on a walk, do I have to clarify? Like, what Just I'm go on eating? a walk, dude. We went on a walk. And then you can say if you'd like. It was gorgeous out. The leaves were changing colors. I mean, it's, it's it correct. Was there was a specific goal to go see the changing so, leaves. So yeah, stupid, dude. Areas, there's not. It's hilarious. All right. Well, I think you should all care about fall colors, but that's just me. <laughs> okay. And I'll be posting pictures on Facebook, by the way, of us enjoying the foliage. Steve is going to post pictures of them taking a walk. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, oh. someone mark it down. I was wrong. I get it. Dude. Mark this down. Brewski's right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. All right. Next thing on the list of things you shouldn't care about, it's closely related to Facebook. Uh, entitled celebrities and social media influencers. This ah. is a tough one. I mean, social media influencers are just the new celebrity. And whether it's a radio star, TV star, movie star, rock star, it's a new kind of star. Should we care about celebrities? Probably not, but do we? Yeah. At least with most celebrities, they do something that's that's worth watching them for, like on television or movies or something like that. Mm, yeah. Influencers? I mean, come on. You kind of think of like Kardashians and the Hiltons as the f original influencers. Like you really don't do anything. You're just, you know, rich and hot. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough one. I mean, I know I follow some, you know, dirt bike influencers that, you know, I'm there for what they're preaching about or something. But but uh, here's the thing, though. I would rather watch content from somebody like Ricky Carmichael or Travis Pastrana than I would some rando dirt bike influencer. You, you know what I mean? Like one dirt, to me is a real celebrity, the other, like Travis Pastrana. The other one, I can marvel at what he does. Or he, she does and enjoy their, their content. But to me, they're not celebrities, you know? I think it's indicative of what kind of person you are. Like my the influencers I follow have content I want versus just some trivial, uh, you know, beautiful. David Dobrik. Spending money all night on the town, you know, being living the New York lifestyle or some crap. Exactly. You know, I've been railing on the show about Bruce Willis, that his family wants us all to give him privacy. And my point was, he's a celebrity. Sorry, we care about him. He doesn't get to be private. Uh, I had another one this week that pissed me off. Uh, Mary Lou uh, Renner? Renton. Renton, dude. Shame on you for not knowing her name. Yeah, I forget. What? But um, I knew mainly who her name was. Um, you know, famous Olympian, right, from the 80s or whatever, gold yeah. medal winner. Yeah. Well, her daughter announced on social media this week that my mom's in the ICU uh, on death's door. Please respect our privacy, but here's a GoFundMe page because we don't have health insurance. Yeah. What well, is it? Respect your privacy or because you're famous, I need to help you pay for your medical bills. But here's the thing about the Mary Lou Retton thing, and I think it's a whole big scam. Number one, she's a major right-wing Republican. Number mm. two, she's an anti-vaxxer. Number mm. three, she refused to buy health insurance. Number four, she lives in a 9,000-square-foot home south of Houston and has a net worth of over $2 million. Well, $2 million's not that much nowadays. Okay, but but nonetheless, though, I mean... She, she has, could have health insurance. Exactly, and on top of that, she must have at least some sort of network of people, other anti-vaxxers, 
who have big money who will, will throw down for her. Or maybe they've yeah. just abandoned her. I don't know. You're probably right, because now her daughter has said just in the last day or two, like, she's making a miraculous recovery from the ICU. Yeah, imagine right. what an, imagine a, an influx of cash all of a sudden and, and everything. It'll perk you up, won't it? Yeah, it will. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling lots better, Doc. Listen, she should give all that money back, first of all. Second of all, this is a little different than the Bruce Willis thing, uh, only because, like, she's asking for two things, polar opposites simultaneously. Yeah. Hey, Brewski, maybe you'll know this. Why wouldn't you get a pension from the Olympics? Well, I don't understand why anyone gets a pension, by the way. I don't understand the concept. I don't work anymore? You keep paying me? What? Well, no, a pension is what you pay into. It's it's a pension was around before four hundred one ks, and yeah. then what happened was uh, co- corporations moved to more of a four hundred one k thing. Wait, uh, so you pay into a pension? The city employees are paying into that that they get for the rest of their life. I know yeah, you contribute yeah. to it, but that's not all your money. No, it's not all your money. Uh, right. They match it and they right. help okay. you live. And yeah. some of those jobs, they think, uh, oh, well, it's public service. You're taking a less of well, a salary. So here's a benefit that well, you will have but, a pension. But mm. the other thing, though, too, is that pensions, they would invest much like 401ks. Right, right. Um, so I never understood, though, why with some of the uh, uh, professions that have pensions, why the Olympics don't have a pension why they wouldn't take care of their athletes after they had quote unquote because served their country none of the olympics are connected to each other there's, there's usoc but the olympic committee is just about getting the site here in the states if, if there's if there's one available or uh making sure that all the other sub bodies from like the gymnastics to the skating they all kind of get to where they need to go but they don't actually pay those athletes those athletes don't get paid right. by the u.s government at all no yeah but they uh, other, receive money and sponsorships and stuff like that does the nba yeah. or the nfl they don't have pensions do they yeah oh, yes they do nfl do. the nfl okay. players association has an incredible pension and actually they keep getting health care after they retire as long yeah. as you are playing i believe it's three years you become a vested veteran and at that point they're kind of you're taking care of dude yeah, exactly. The, well, so they, there's they, the difference: the the pay for play versus paying for or playing for your country. Very much so. And and the thing about it though is that a lot of countries in Europe they actually pay their athletes a monthly stipend. The oh. U.S. government does not pay Olympic athletes at all. There you go. All right. Next thing you should not care about that I've said for years: award shows, movie ah. awards, music awards, all the awards. What a self-congratulatory baloney industry. What movie is better than the other? What song is better than It's a bunch of crap. Well, uh, if they had the uh, Radio Hall of Fame awards and invited you for an award, you wouldn't go receive it? They do have those things. And, I know, but uh, if they, they invited you, would you go receive it? Yeah, just like if I was, you know, Robert De Niro and they nominated me, I'd show up for the award show, sure, but I wouldn't expect any of you to give a crap if I'm getting a <laughs> radio award. I'd care, dude. I, I just, yeah, the Oscars, all that stuff. I'm so not into any with the Grammys. That's a crap. Some of them are worse than others as far as this A-levels. Like, A-level is like the Oscars, and then, like, you get down to C and T, and it's like the the Country Music Awards and stuff like that, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah speaking of Bruce Willis, cool. he was on uh, Zach Galifianakis' show, and Zach was like, where do you keep all your Oscars? Oh, I mean your Blockbuster Video Award you got. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
when they start giving you a crystal trophy like, like they like they give out a, at like office Christmas parties, then that's when you know that your reward show is really bottom of the rung. Yeah. Yeah. When you get a plaque. <laughs> Look up on YouTube, uh, Jim uh, Jim Carrey red carpet speeches or interviews. He gets interviewed on a lot of those red carpets for award shows, and he always goes off. and I don't know why anyone's here. I don't know why any of you care about this. I don't know why anyone like he's honest about it, and I like that. What What are you wearing? Who are you wearing tonight? Right. I don't care. Exactly. So I would encourage you all not to watch these things. Why does Jim Carrey go? Uh, same like I said. Like if you're nominated, I'm sure I'll show up. It's an industry thing. We can all yeah, hang out with each elbows. other and pat each other on the back. But to and then have those an after audience, parties, right? You get, think about all, you know someone's got to have a really good party going on after the show, and then sure. you go and you eat someone else's food, drink their booze, yeah. ride in a limo. I mean, why not? I'd do it. Thinking you mean something now that you won that award, like stick it on your shelf and pipe down. Okay. <laughs> Completely trivial. You don't uh, have more respect for a nine-time Oscar winner actor than you do for a no Oscar winner actor. I do not. And you see what I'm holding up here? <laughs> what is it for? Oh, you're—that's the people in Tahoe. No, I uh, I got this in high school. This is uh, oh. first place in broadcasting. I have my own award for being number one in broadcasting. Wow! Did, did your high school have a? Did your high school have a radio station, Steve? It did, and that's where I first started. But this oh, was for, awesome. uh, uh, this was a uh, speech competitions where people would do like duos or comedy speeches or informative speeches, and they had a broadcasting division where you had to you were handed a newspaper and you had twenty minutes to prepare a five minute like TV news broadcast where you had to sit there and read the news and you had to write an editorial. And I won the state competition. Thank you very much. Oh, I have a bunch of judges wow. on my comment card saying you should think about being a broadcaster for a living. That's how <laughs> I started all this stuff. That's why I joined my high school radio station. The teacher was like, "You're really good at this. Like, I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna enter you in these, you know, competitions." Wow! Here we are, and that's the only reason I've kept that silly little award because first place in broadcasting. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Thank Uh, you for your service, dude. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Next thing we should not care about, I've also mentioned on the show before, the British royal family. That's probably true. Oh, you've come around. Oh, I'm, I've always been around, dude. I mean, what are you saying, dude? I mean, I know who Tony Blair is, you know. Uh, I know who <laughs> I know who Queen Elizabeth is. I know who Princess Di is. I know a lot of people but, over there. Sure. You brought but, a professional lawyer on to argue with me that the Brits matter. So. But, 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 Tony, did with your wife, but still. T- Tony Blair wasn't a royal. Tony Blair was just I know. I'm, that's what oh. I'm saying. I know lots of people over there. I don't oh, just okay. know the royals. I mean... Uh, I brought my wife on to argue with you because she loves the royals. Well, well, so I, I don't care about the royals these days. To me, when the queen died, that was kind of a big thing in part because of all she went through during World War II and being serving and, and, and that, that sort of thing there. That's the only reason why I cared about that, because it was different. These days, I can't even tell you how many times I've been railing online against Harry and Meghan and, and all that all that other garbage and how everyone's just getting a raw deal and blah 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 and I won't you know, rehash but, uh, previous episodes, but uh, it's they're the Kardashians of the United Kingdom. It's frivolous soap opera crap that none of us should care about. They're not really running the country. It's so. pomp and frills. Pomp and circumstance. So. I, I wouldn't mind having their money. Well, I'll take your money and your privilege. I would love to have both of those. You know what? I will take the money and I will take care of the queen's corgis for the rest of my life. Solid point, Bruce. Yeah, I like that. I'll help you with it.
Here's Good. a related one, the last on these things we should not be into, then we'll bust through a couple we should be into. Uh, this is an easy uh, target, I think. Uh, celebrities' political opinions. I've heard so many people mm. say, you're a celebrity, shut the hell up with your political opinions. It depends what you consider a celebrity. Like, is John Stewart a celebrity? Yeah, anyone in the public, you know, forum. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's people that uh, I respect their political opinions. I mean, you know, you don't have to like it, but they have a platform. They're going to talk about it. Whether or not you take the advice or yeah. or don't want to hear it, you have that option. An American citizen, I mean, should we say plumbers don't get to have opinions? <laughs> right, like, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're an American citizen. You have a right to express it. I can not listen to it like when jim brewer goes off from being anti-vaxxer and all that sort of thing but i'm not going to say you know shut up and stick to comedy even and also that. in that same point brewski is like uh jim brewer is a great uh uh representation of this is that you put yourself out there as i don't like jim brewer anymore i think he's a douchebag i don't like his comedy anymore he lost me with his rhetoric and you put yourself at risk of losing part of your audience that's for sure but then there were certain people like jim brewer or like uh, rob schneider who were like a one-trick pony a long time ago right. they had one one thing that they were known for for him it was goat boy goat boy yeah exactly and now it seems like you're trying to bring yourself back into the public light by by espousing some sort of uh right-wing beliefs and, and that's right and that sort of thing it's just it, i don't know sometimes it's hollow Listen, yeah. it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. Celebrities obviously have a platform for us to hear their opinions more loudly than the plumber down the street. But yeah, it's a, it's like I've said with Colin Kaepernick. Like, did he have the right to do those protests? Yes. He also yes. has the right to suffer the consequence. If a yeah. team wants to say, like, we don't need to get all political, like, you're a hot potato. Like, you know, that's that's the double-edged sword they deal with, as opposed to the plumber. He spouts off and no one notices or cares. But <laughs> Right. Yeah, no. no I say uh, they have every right. Not said. All right. All right, uh, let's bust through a few things uh, I found that uh, they say none of us really seem to care about, but we all should care about. Ah, global warming. Mm, I don't think it's quite that uh, lofty of a thing. My, oh. my first one is wearing sunglasses year-round. I should yeah. care about that? Yeah, we should all be wearing sunglasses year-round. We actually take a lot of damage uh, through our eyeballs from UV exposures and whatnot. There's and people eyeballs. that even wear them at night, dude. I, I mean, believe Corey Hart does. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he does, dude. <laughs> you totally 80s. Tune in. My dad always gets in my case because I never wear sunglasses. And no. for some reason, my eyes are getting bad the older I get. But Are you guys into sunglasses? Do you wear them for protective reasons or fashionable only? I have sunglasses and I hardly, I mean, if I'm somewhere where I know I'm going to be out in the sun all day long, I'll take my sunglasses with me. But for the most part, like I never put them on really when I'm driving. I'll just put my visor down if I need to. Uh, I don't know. It does. I, I don't pay real a lot of care to my eyes, which maybe I should. I don't know if anyone wears sunglasses to actually protect their eyes. It's just an annoyance. I, I, know, I, I wear them, but, but I'm driving all day long. I'm driving between 8 and 10, sometimes 11 hours a day. And during the day, if I'm out driving during the day, I will I will wear my sunglasses. To protect your eyeballs, though, or because it's annoying to have the glare and it's easier to just wear glasses? Well, it's... It, like, it's are you worried about UV damage to your retina? Uh, I, guess that that's a, I guess that's a side benefit. But I'm, I'm basically doing it to, to get the sun out of my eyes. Right. 
Yeah. Sunglasses started for actual practical reasons to protect your eyeballs, and then they just became a cultural phenomenon, and they seem to become trivialized. People look cool in sunglasses. You either look cool in sunglasses like Joe Biden does, or you look like a douchebag in sunglasses. And much like Biden, I look great in aviator glasses. I've been told that so many times. You look like Joe Biden, dude, in aviators. Him 100 years ago, perhaps. (laughs) No, no, right now, dude, right now. Speaking of protecting your uh, internal parts and whatnot, uh, another thing on the list here is wearing earplugs at concerts. No, dude. If it's I, I grew up on the motto: if it's too loud, you're too old. So I refuse to wear them. I grew up on that motto too, and that's why I have terrible tinnitus nowadays, and I have to wear them in a concert. Oh, really? You oh, wear yeah. them every time you go? Absolutely. I have no choice. So I don't uh. know if people know this, but there's a range of hearing we all have, and it's measured on a scale of like one to twenty thousand or something. And when you lose like the first five or six thousand levels of that hearing, you'll never notice it. It doesn't affect you at all. But once you drop below a certain threshold, it's just downhill spiral after that. Tonight just yeah. kicks in and then you start losing hearing, 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 hearing. There's no way to ever get it back. And I spent so many years in a rock band standing right next to a drummer with those cymbals and everything and the amps behind us. I have terrible tinnitus. You and should sue him, dude. To myself for being a young idiot, thinking if it's too loud, you're too old, maybe. But, you know, I made the mistake a couple of years ago here in Tahoe where um, uh, we uh, put on a concert. Ice Cube was the headliner. And I was right in the front row. And, man, what a great show. But I did not wear earplugs. I was in misery for weeks afterwards. And my With hearing- an earring? Yes. And I could wow. tell I lost hearing range. Like, I have to turn the TV up louder than I ever used to or the radio. It's a good test, by the way. Put your radio, when you go to a concert, put your radio at the lowest volume that you can sit there in your car and still hear it. Come back after the concert, turn it on the same spot, you won't be able to hear it. Really? Oh, well, yeah. because your uh, ears adapt, right? They know when to close up a little bit and when no. to open up. It's because you've done damage to it. Now, if you're in yeah. that range where I was talking about, you can recover after a few days, and you'll, you know, you've done damage. You've taken yourself down a few notches, but the ringing will go away. You'll be able to hear the stereo with that low volume again. But when you drop to a certain level, you're screwed, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So I always wear earplugs at concerts, and I wear the good ones, by the way, not the foam ones. Foam just blocks everything. There's these good, like, they look like little traffic cones, little spiral things. Yeah. Those allow, it takes the decibels down, but the the highs and the lows still come through. Wow, you are getting older as this (laughs) podcast goes on, dude. Well, I, I've made that joke before recently. Like, I feel so old that I have to have earplugs, but it's because I was an awesome rock star for years and played all these concerts. And you know, keep I would- telling yourself that, dude. Uh, I ha- I think all th- you have double duty. All right, all three of us have had headphones on for twenty five years, and especially when we worked at an oldies rock station, <laughs> they were always cranked way up, dude. Sure. I had my headphones real loud, so I get it. You've got bad hearing, but. I don't know that you're going to get worse hearing at a rock concert without an earplug. Oh, you're crazy, man. Of course you will. Science. (laughs) Um, Dave Grohl was on Stern not too long ago, and Stern asked him, basically, you got any regrets from this life of rock and roll you've been living? And he almost said it jokingly, like, of course, the answer is no. You've been a rock star for 30-plus years. And Dave Grohl said, yeah, I'm, I'm basically deaf. I can barely hear anything. And, you know, now I'm an old man. I wish I had my hearing. But he listens to shows nightly, and he's right on stage by the monitors. You know, he's not out in the audience listening. No. Twice a year. You're going to be all all, right, dude. It does all add up. If you only go twice a year to a concert, maybe, you know, you're probably fine. But 
No, it does add up. And I, I have a constant ringing in my ears. I always hear it. I've gotten used to it. I can kind of tune it out. But I, if I lay in a quiet room... Yeah. That's awful, dude. I mean, I know it's a big issue. I, I don't mean to make light of it. Uh, tinnitus is a huge issue for people. So, all right. Earplug up, dude. There you go. Uh, let's see here. What's something else they say we should care about? Um, Condoms. <laughs> Crocs is on this list. Crocs. There's no debate about it. Crocs are ugly. It seems pretty off that a grown-up should uh, be wearing Crocs, uh, and it's usually not a pretty sight. Even some worse are- when they wear socks with them. Right. My Crocs are simultaneously some of the ugliest and most comfortable shoes I own. I mean, the Crocs have to be popular for a reason, I guess. So they're saying, like, you should care about Crocs because they actually feel really good, even though they look really stupid. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because I I have Crocs, and they are comfortable, but they're not the most comfortable shoe I have for sure. Well, but, you're a shoe snob, so I take that opinion seriously. Yeah, that's right. Snooks are where it's at if you want a comfortable, nice shoe for even around the house if you just want them. But the Crocs, I'll tell you what. If you put them in sport mode, do you know what it is? When you put your Crocs in sport mode. All right. Well, Crocs up on the, uh, well, the roof of your foot, you know, the top of your foot, they have a little, yeah, they have a little uh, strap at the top. It's just a little rubber strap. If you take your foot out of the Croc, you can move that strap back. So it has a little grip on your heel. That is putting your Crocs in sports mode. Oh, and God. my point is, is that you be su- on the side. <laughs> oh, you could run in Crocs if you have them in sport mode, and I mean that because they stay on your feet. You Who become sounds old a, now, by the way. You become a little faster if you put them <laughs> in sport mode. You should. I mean, you, neither of you guys have them, so I wouldn't expect anything more from you guys, but. Yes, our croc ignorance. <laughs> yeah, right. You should care. The list told you. You should care, dude. Right. It's on the list. Uh, here's one I'm, I'm curious Bruski's opinion on. It says that uh, you should care about GPSing even common routes because you never know when there's an accident, traffic diversion, whatever else, but you assume if you know how to get to the destination, you don't need GPS. So Bruski, who spends 8, 10, 12 hours a day driving, what do you do with that? He doesn't have an option, do you? I mean, anytime well, you I, pick up a driver, you're on GPS, right? Well, I mean, if if, if I'm if I'm on the clock, yes. Uh, but there are times. And is that the just, Uber tracking you though, or are you using like Google Maps to get you to your destination? I don't know. How no, I happens. use Waze actually, because because Waze is actually crowdsourced. So there's up right. to the minute traffic information, accidents, roadkill, you know, stuff like that. that Cops. They, you know, yeah, cops. Exactly. That's another good reason to GPS even common routes, right? Because Google well, but, Maps will do that. But no, Google Maps just doesn't tell you where cops are, and, yeah, it and also it doesn't tell you the traffic information or anything like that. Yes, it does. No, it, I use it all the time. It absolutely shows traffic on Google Maps, and it shows you the cops. There's a little radar gun symbol, and you click on it, it'll say seven people reported to police in this destination. You know, within the last See, I've of- never, I've never once had that. that that's why I use, I've chose ways because. The Uber navigator the goes to um, Google Maps, and I've never once seen traffic on there or the cops or anything like that, like I do with Waze. It's Say it like you mean it, dude. When I used to do radio uh, traffic reports, like you look at the map, it's blue, it's yellow, it's red, it shows you where the traffic stops and starts. Like, yeah, that's definitely on there. Oh, this, uh, you know what? Brisky is right. On Waze, it is much more convenient because it'll pop up police you know it'll pop up as a notification on your phone uh police reported ahead 
So and then it shows you where on the map where it is. Oh, you think Google is as good as Waze? I don't know. I've never used Waze. I'm just saying I use Google Maps because it's better than Apple Maps, and it definitely shows me traffic and where the cops are. Yo, uh, you should, you're talking to a professional driver. No, you're not I don't gonna listen. listen. I've never, Come on. I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to give it a try myself and see. I don't uh, work for not, Google. No, 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 I'm no. just saying I've, I've used it. I see it. It's like, because, because, two year, because two years ago, I was taking people. Uh, I picked people up in Salem and, yeah. around Halloween. And right. I found Salem and Halloween is, is just awful. And Google Maps actually took me downtown into the into the teeth of downtown Salem, which is where you don't want to be on Halloween. One of the controversies we have here in Tahoe is we get bad traffic on peak holiday weekends. Yeah. And the map apps, Waze and Google Maps, because I've done it, it'll route you through neighborhoods and all sorts of crap to get around a traffic jam. Yeah. But then it creates a traffic jam in a residential neighborhood. I don't care as long as it gets me the faster. It's closed for the season. I've seen it reroute you through the neighborhoods, and I've seen oh yeah, I, I, I get that. It, it definitely takes takes you around and that sort of thing. And sometimes I will I will complain like, really, you're gonna make me make all these extra lefts just to avoid one red light? Come on, really? <laughs> but it does that for sure. I'm just uh-huh. curious if I pull up. Yeah, there's no traffic here today. And I used to it drive really to Sacramento a lot, and it always showed me where the cops were. Like I I just found that ways has worked works <laughs> a lot better, and actually it pops up actually as it tells you accident in the head. And it you can know, speak in Morgan ahead. Freeman's voice too, can't we? If you pay for it. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. you guys did good. Good, good battle. You laid down quickly, Brewski. I don't know what's your, what's your deal. You're laying down very quickly for this oh, maniac. This you isn't are. An argument. It's a statement of fact. Google has. Oh, oh <laughs> is that true? Well, it is. I use it. I see. I, I'm not. I don't program the thing. I'm just telling you. <laughs> You're right. You know what, Steve? You know what? Go ahead and try ways. For a, a little bit, and I guarantee you, you'd be like, you know what? This is a lot better than Google Maps. That I guarantee be. you. That could be. I'm not disputing ways. I'm just saying. Uh, the last hey. thing on this list, I'm going to throw out real quick. The thing we should care about. Uh, I'm going to agree with this because I never used to agree with it. I thought it was hippy dippy California crap. Meditating. Oh. We should care about meditating. We should. It is not hippy dippy mm. stuff. It is a way to calm the stress going on in your life, the way to slow the thoughts down, the way to let your body breathe, get some of the stress out. Like meditation really is a positive thing when you actually do it. And most people, including me, need guided meditation. And there's all sorts of great apps out there that'll take you on a five-minute meditation, 10-minute, 30-minute, 60 minutes. And You meditate? Do, do I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. How? Uh, what, every day? Uh, every other day. The days I don't work out on, I try to do at least one meditation in the morning. How long is it? I usually only do like five or ten minutes. All right. 30's a lot. And almost before every therapy session, I'll sit in my car for five minutes and do a five-minute meditation and just kind of calm stuff, get some oxygen in, trying to get the thoughts settled down. Like, you know, all of us have so much stress and so many racing thoughts, and that's really what meditation's for. I've got this uh, new uh, dancing sprite who massages my body, you know, a couple of, maybe once or twice a month. Like okay. at the Asian massage parlor? Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, this uh, lady, too, in full transparency, she's a world champion of massage, and that's a, a, that's a real thing that I didn't know before I started booking this lady. But she's a... She's a dancing sprite. Uh, you know, she will... Uh, I'll be laying on the table, and I, in a moment's notice she has jumped her whole body up on top of the massage table and is sitting on my legs 
Mm. All right. And one fell swoop. like an Asian massage parlor. But okay. yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing dirty happening. But the reason I bring this dancing sprite up is that she is she does breathing workshops and oftentimes, uh, you know, adds it into her massage. Well, the first massage I ever got from her for the first 20 minutes, I did breathing exercises with her as she guided me through sort of a meditation. But it was more focused on breath work. Yes, that's what meditation mainly is, is focused. Focusing on your breath work. I was so annoyed that I was using my part of my 60 minutes for this and not being rubbed, you know, that I was like, oh, my God, dude, please. I'll tell you this. At the end of her breath workshop, it made me emotional at times. Uh, I almost started uh, sobbing throughout this for no reason for no apparent reason listen there's a science behind it it's really you're bringing oxygen into your body and calming your heart rate down i mean that's the real science behind what meditation is and it is beneficial so i'd love to see brewski meditating i don't know that he could do it can you yes oh you can all right I would like to see a just a calm Zen Brewski, and and not because that's what I want to see all the time. I've just never seen you in that way. I'd like to see you with a dancing sprite on your lap. That's what I'd like to see for you. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I could get dirty. Yeah. All right, we do need to wrap it up. I have a small okay. child sitting on a curb somewhere. So. Yeah, go go get that young man. <laughs> Testing. There you go. Find us online, thevocalminority.net. Find the socials, right, Nick? Yeah, find the socials and say goodbye, Brewski. Goodbye, Brewski. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. <laughs>